You deserve to be informed. Don't get lost in massive inflow of information. Step by step, let's analyze and discern important news. We begin our first segment of Country Report, at which we present Country of the Week in easy and interesting language. This week's Country of the Week is Yemen. My name is William, the Asia editor, and we have editors from all around the globe. Our Middle East editor, Ahmed. Hi, everyone. Our Russia Eastern Europe editor, Tatiana. Hello. And our guest, Alberto. Great to be here. As William said, this week's country report is going to be about Yemen. But before we talk about Yemen, I just wanted to clarify why we're doing these country reports. The main reason is to give a background and a context of the different countries that we read about in the news. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, with Yemen, we've seen the conflict that's been going on for six months. Yeah. Uh, so what is, what is Yemen? We're trying to know more about its culture, its history, politics, economy, and a few other interesting things that uh, go on in Yemen. Mm -hmm. I'll start with the, um, the cultural aspect of Yemen. Yeah. Yemen has a very rich history and culture. It's mostly dominated by Arab Muslims, and um, many Arabs in the Arabian Peninsula trace their roots back to Yemen. Um, and the, the interesting thing is when you go to the UNESCO, you will see that it has three world heritage sites, mm. uh, which is very rare to have a country that has all these like sites in one place. I, I think it wouldn't be that rare in Western Europe and other parts of the world. But yeah, taking but, into account, Yemen is a really small country too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A country with about 20 something million people. Mm. Um, and the three World Heritage Sites in Yemen are the historic town of uh, Zadid and its significance is basically it was the capital of Yemen from the 13th to the 15th century mm. and it played an important role in the Arab and Muslim world for many centuries because of its uh, Islamic university. Mm -hmm. The other historic um, World Heritage Site in Yemen is the old city of Sana'a. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a very interesting city. Um, I mean, the city is the capital of Yemen right now, uh, but the old city in particular is very interesting. Uh, has um, uh, in, in terms of its culture, uh, of, uh, its architecture, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it has those uh, brick skyscrapers uh, that are very stunning. That you can uh, look the uh, pictures up in the internet, and you see how how beautiful the buildings are mm -hmm. and how reflective they are of the architects who lived on those um, on those times. Okay. Some of the buildings like uh, mosques and um, houses and hammams um, actually were built before the 11th century. Oh, wow. uh, so some of them are centuries old. Mm. Um, and the third, uh, yeah, the, the third heritage site, heritage site is the uh, city of Shibam. And it's an interesting city. It's called the Manhattan of Arabia oh. because of the yeah because of its vert, vertical architecture. Vertical architecture. Yeah, vertical architecture. It's uh, according to the UNESCO again. Uh, that's where I got most. I gathered most of the information. Mm -hmm. uh, Shiban is one of the oldest and best examples of urban planning 
based on the principle of vertical construction, which is which is again basically Manhattan like uh, high skyscrapers. High, yeah, skyscrapers. But in the context of this city, it's mm -hmm. just five to eight story buildings. Mm -hmm. It's not too like not too high. Mm -hmm. um, and as you can imagine, there was no like high building. The technology did not exist, uh, especially when you consider that some of those buildings date back to the third century. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, so they're made out of mud? Yes, they are made out. Uh, you can again, uh, you can go to all the technicalities um, and uh, look them up. But I thought uh, just mentioning the three cultural heritage sites yeah. would be uh, a good summary to sum up. Uh, yeah, the, the culture mm. of Yemen. Culture of Yemen, yeah. So yeah, now we have talked about the culture. Uh, let's look more into the politics and economy of Yemen. How, how are the politics and economy looking like in Yemen, Tatiana? So Yemen prides itself as, an, as the only um, republic in the Arab Peninsula. The rest are um, kingdoms and emirates with mm. only one family and one ruler. Um, interesting fact, Yemen used to be divided into north and south. Mm. And the South uh, used to be a British proctorate that became a communist state. And then North uh, was established as a re republic in the 70s, in, the, in 1970. Mm -hmm. um, the modern Republic of Yemen was born in 1990 when traditional North and the communist South got united. And in 93, Yemen became the first country in the Arabian Peninsula to hold multi-party elections under universal suffrage, meaning everyone could vote, including mm. women. And interesting fact, 50 women were competed during the elections and two women actually won seats oh, wow. in the parliament. Interesting. Yes. I think that was unprecedented in uh, the Arabian Peninsula among the other different, uh, the different other states. Yeah, it looks to have like women Yemen. running for office and actually like winning two seats. That... Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks like Yemen was a progressive state. Right. Yeah. Um, it used to have back to the day. It used to be a very prosperous, um, economically uh, stable country mm -hmm. with a very fertile land. Unfortunately, nowadays it's um, it doesn't have many natural resources and it's considered to be one of the poorest nations in the Middle East. Oh wow. But um, let's bear in mind that it has a, an important ge geopolitical uh, position mm. because most of the oil is transferred through its strait. Mm -hmm. so, so we um, have to go through Yemen to trade oil in the Middle East. Yes, the Saudi Arabia and Egyptian oil. Mm. Yes. And um, um, right now, Yemen is facing water shortage um, and um, one of the biggest contribution to it is the cultivation of quad crops and quad is a very popular drug in Yemen mm. um, and uh, speaking of the economy in Yemen mm -hmm. um, one of the things that Yemen is well known for is coffee mm -hmm. uh, right now it's not as big as it used to be but um, actually, Yemen was the first country 
in which coffee was consumed as a beverage as a beverage oh wow and um yeah there is a port that is called dimaha which is uh the origin of the name mocha oh wow and historically uh yemen was a very economically vibrant uh mm. place uh especially with the different ports that mm. uh they had so if, if you were to remember one thing about yemen it's the first coffee country yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's where and uh, mocha is actually a port is an actual port in yemen mm. and in english Sounds english twist similar to the, uh actual name in yemen yeah i guess i can brag about like the origin of the mocha while drinking <laughs> coffee with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, to conclude, I wanted to uh-huh. say a, a few words about its role in the international um, relations. Yemen became a member of the Arab League in 1945 and the um, and the United Nations in 1947. So yeah, uh, we've talked about the culture, uh, politics, and economy, and we see that. Um, there are increasing instabilities among uh, Yemenis and surrounding. You know, mm-hmm. conflict is pretty obvious. Uh, but um, what I w- wanted to focus on was um, information. Mm-hmm. I thought I would give something that's not out on the media today. You know, you can easily find sources about the conflict. Um, so, like, we're trying to provide a unique perspective. And what I did is uh, I wanted to know what people think. I wanted to read Yemeni's mind, perhaps, mm-hmm. through big data, meaning okay. uh, what they what do they type in on their like Google search bar to find out information, okay. to find out about the conflict that's surrounding their country, because they have to know what's going on. You know, they're under it. Yeah. And uh, apparently, uh, the main communication method in Yemen is uh, face-to-face talk or telephone. But even for telephone, uh, only about 65 to 70% of the population have either uh, inland or mobile telephone. Okay. So not everyone gets access to telephone, unlike in many developing developed countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's the main uh, segue in terms of like getting information. Uh, and also, there are strict state control, uh, oh. restricting the information flow, both inward and outward. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult. Meaning they control the internet or what, what kind of... They resource, control the resource. internet, they control the uh, TV, radio, right. newspaper, mm-hmm. mostly state-owned newspapers and radio stations. Yeah. So it's strictly controlled, although uh, some people find ways to uh, access information that are not allowed. Uh, but it, as I said, it's rare because... Of the, Internet users are only about 20% of the Yemeni's population. Wow, according that's a to only pretty... 20%. Right, so one out of five gets access to the internet in Yemen. Uh-huh. And it has gotten worse, you know, uh, because of the conflict. Yes. Now only about 1.6% of the population gets access to the internet. No way. Right. One out of 100. So do you think they still use a lot of TV? Did they watch TV and get their information um, from the TV and radio? Do I would assume so? that yeah. they do. And and because I, I speculate this because in war situation, mm-hmm. uh, in conflict times, uh, it's important for state to stabilize the population. And yeah. one good way to manipulate the public or perhaps stabilize the public mm-hmm. is to send out different messages through TV stations and radio stations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Control the traditional the way of controlling mm-hmm. the public. 
so they don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, so um, the only way I was trying, the only way for me to get access to their minds was through a Google search of those population who gets access to internet, which mm-hmm. is a very small portion of the population. But I still did it, and I looked up the five uh, keywords. Mm-hmm. They searched uh, top five, mm-hmm. and uh, it included girls, face, <laughs> which face? is <laughs> surprising. Yeah, girls, face, news. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's random keywords uh, that we wouldn't normally search. So I think we, which could be reflective of the fact that very little be people actually use the internet as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's easy to uh, sort of assume that people in the conflict areas don't get access to internet, and even if they do, why would they be searching something Memes. on the Google? You know, they would yes. be busy uh, consuming, uh, with not making food, and try to survive. Yeah. Right. Right. But those who get access to internet are interested in girls, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yet I I cannot imagine to live in a country, um, in a war zone where you do not get any information, um, or if you get information, it's all controlled by the state. Mm-hmm. So it's a very dire situation. Right. Yeah, and we have to bear in mind that most countries in this uh, earth on the globe, yes, uh, are not getting as much access. To information as we are yeah we and, should be grateful for yeah. that fact. well yeah we should be grateful but we we should also be critical yeah and we should find ways to uh, disperse disperse our news more broadly mm-hmm. and also as we're trying to do we should try to make it accessible by putting it into easy terms but sometimes uh, maybe having granting them some of the rights they should have which is uh, access to information that is not biased, restricted. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To conclude, I wanted to, to thank Ahmed for bringing up the cultural aspect, because what we see in the news nowadays that Yemen is an impoverished country, um, war-torn, and we don't realize how much world heritage um, those countries like Iran, Iraq, and Yemen contribute to the to the to the humanity mm-hmm. yeah uh so uh definitely use this as a segue to find out more about yemen because we only have covered a very small portion of the country but uh as tatiana said there are many more underrepresented uh, facts about yemen so uh we'll try to convey more news through our weekly updates and have our easy news segment which is our segment that we're going to move on to now but uh thank you so much thank you thank you i'll see you at the second segment